0: Why, hello there, voyagers. It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 59.
1: On today's episode, we talk about trashy tourists and a cave adventure gone wrong. Grab your headlamps and let's go.
0: And then the train got
1: lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just
0: want to get out there
1: in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent.
1: Ahoy! Ahoy.
0: G'day guys, episode 59.
1: Ooh, almost 60. Almost
0: 69.
1: Well, we're a little bit away from that. We're a little bit
0: away from that. We'll do something super special.
1: Okay. How are you doing today, Voyagers? We hope you're doing well. Welcome back to Not So Bon Voyage.
0: Yes, I'm Jules.
1: I'm Christine.
0: And we've got another great episode today. We've got an in the news and we've got a story. We've got a story that Christine was touting as
1: a possibly sad story. It is a sad story. You guys, get your tissues out because we're going to sad town today. We're
0: going to sad town, USA.
1: Yeah, but it is a great story and I think it's a Good lesson, and I think it's worth telling. Okay. So, yeah. Well,
0: you know, we, we always said that it wasn't always just going to be funny stories. We were primarily talking about when shit went wrong on the road. Yes. Sometimes you get out of that shit, and you just mm-hmm. have a little bit stinky. And Sometimes <laughs> you don't get out of that shit, and you drown in it. And, you know, some of our stories have, told, have been about people who have drowned in shit. Well, not literally. Not
1: literally, thank goodness. I'm sure that's happened before, but I don't know if I want to tell that story. But the fact of the matter is sometimes you get in trouble while you're traveling and things end up fine and it's just a great story and sometimes things don't go so well. Yes. And they have unhappy endings and that's just the fact of life.
0: Yes. And one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast wasn't just to tell funny stories. It was to talk about travel lessons and transformation and things that you learn through travel, and sometimes we found, and especially through the stories that we heard from friends and family and people we met on the road, was that their best stories were the ones where things went wrong, but they also had a great lesson to tell from them. That's and I think right. that's been really good, and something we've heard firsthand from our Voyager chats. If you haven't listened to those, some of those have been really very wisdom packed.
1: Mm, yes, well, we're very wisdom packed podcast. If you want to. Specific about it, yes, very wise. We're like miniature Buddhas with hair,
0: yes, we are. Okay, so, well, uh, well, I guess on that note, I'm going to jump into some (laughs) funny travel news that is not as wise, but it is a little bit funny. This week, my in the news is called Take Your Trash.
1: Oh, I love it, I love to take my trash,
0: yes, and this is actually a fantastic initiative and it's hilarious. So, a national park in Thailand is mailing back trash to visitors. (gasps) (laughs) Because they've had enough of tourists leaving their junk behind.
1: That's hilarious.
0: So the Khao Ye National Park, which is about two hours northeast of Bangkok, they I guess they were just fed up with it. They I think they closed the park during coronavirus, as most people did. Mm -hmm. They've reopened it to limited people, but they've had enough. They've had enough. They've absolutely had a gutful Mm -hmm. of people leaving trash. So (laughs) what they did is they were able to link back trash to camping equipment rentals. So people oh. who had rented camping equipment, they'd either left trash behind or somehow they listed it they found out through the rental forms who the addresses were and who the people were. They also found one person left a prescription pill bottle behind, so they had their name. Um,
1: mm-hmm. They found
0: their address. And they actually boxed it back up and sent it to them.
1: That's hysterical. So
0: the person behind this initiative, someone in the education, uh, sorry, in the environmental department, and he was talking about how he's like, we're going to box the trash up and we're gonna, you know we're going to send it back to you. And he posted a Facebook post about it. It's all in tire, so I can't understand it. Um, <laughs> but then he's the next like week later, he had a picture of all these boxes that were as a series of the trash being put into boxes and then labeled and listed. And he obviously whited out their names. And he's like, we sent it. And they have sent the trash back to the people.
1: That's awesome. What countries were they sending it back to? Do you know?
0: I'm not sure. But they did put a note in there that said, you have forgotten some of your belongings at the Cow National Park.
1: That's hysterical. Isn't that amazing? Yes, I love it.
0: We can post some pictures on the show notes at notsobonvoyage.com because there are some Facebook posts. I actually can show you here. Voyages, you'll have to do a, take a visual trip with us, and you'll have to go to the show notes at notsobonvoyages.com in order to get them. But this is the garbage that the tourists left behind, and this is a picture okay. of the government boxing it back up.
1: That's history. Along
0: with, it's funny that they put all tie notes in there. So, so uh,
1: there's like um, chip bags and water plastic bottles, bottles and cans, wrappers, and wrappers and stuff. Might yeah. be a
0: Pringles can in there or something, and then they've boxed it up. Yep. And they're sending it back to somebody.
1: That's awesome. I love the level of pettiness. And then they
0: also have sent... So apparently there's something like a six months in jail or a $5,000 fine for people littering in the national parks. Whoa. Uh, so six
1: months in jail? Jesus.
0: let yeah, they take it seriously. Okay. But they sent all this... Uh, Accompanying information—it's all in Thai, so I don't know if that's the best strategy. Because mm. well,
1: it sure. depends. Are they sending it to Thai people or are they sending it abroad?
0: Well, I don't is know. It domestic
1: travelers or international travelers?
0: Imagine the postage on that, and you have to list what the contents are of the of the pack. You know, when you send something, it's like, what is it—a oh, T-shirt <laughs> or it's like, you know, card for mum, and it's like, what is it? Uh, one empty Pringles packet, one <laughs> empty water bottle. One empty Snickers wrapper. What is "Mm." the
1: value of this container? Zero. Zero. Wow. (laughs) What is
0: the value? Just put down the planet.
1: Priceless.
0: Priceless.
1: Wow. That's (laughs) hilarious. But so the government has to pay for shipping then, I guess.
0: Yes. I think it's more of a, they're trying to make a point.
1: Yes, I love it. I love the passive aggressiveness. It's yes. like, "Hey, you forgot this. Like, we just wanted to make sure it got back to you. Thanks for being a dick in our country."
0: Can you imagine if you received a package from Thailand and it's like, "Hey, we just wanted to let you know that you forgot something." You're like,
1: "Oh, I did leave my, my iPod. I did
0: leave my iPod behind." <laughs> I don't behind. know who uses
1: an iPod. I don't
0: anymore. Know. My iPhone. <laughs> uh, my touch iPod.
1: Yeah, my no my mini iPod. My
0: mini iPod. <laughs> So anyway, that would be quite the surprise if you receive that gift. And I, I say good on him.
1: Yeah. You I know I good. have a mini iPod still.
0: Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> if anybody wants it, I'm selling it for $500.
0: Yes. Now it's a relic. It's
1: a relic. Yeah, it's an I antique. Think,
0: I think that uh, more places should do this.
1: Yes. I think so too. It, the only thing would be the postage. It would cost so much money to do this. Yeah. Overseas postage is crazy, you guys. Yes. But other than that, if there was a way you could make the person receiving the package pay the postage... Then that would be the ultimate. Yes,
0: that effugues. would be great. It's
1: like, hey, we sent this back to you. Also, you had to pay two hundred dollars for this shipment.
0: Hi, we've got a box for you. It's from Thailand. It's they say it's some of your belongings. Oh, uh, do you know what it is? They just say it's some of your belongings. I'm sure that you probably want to get this back. Um,
1: yeah, that's okay. a good idea actually Okay,
0: I'll, I'll pay for it How much is it? Oh, it's $60 Alright, pay for it And you open up And it's just all garbage that, Literally Okay,
1: that is the plan, you guys If anybody from the Thai government Is listening to this Or from that park You need to do that Because sometimes people Do receive packages And they're like Here, You need to give the postman Like $7 or something Do they? Yeah, I've heard about that Okay So, yeah So it could make sense That, you know You need to pay for it Or go to the post office And pay for it or whatever. So yeah, that's a great idea. Imagine you paid like $100 to receive this package from Thailand and inside is just trash.
0: I actually bought something in the Philippines. I don't know if you remember this. I bought something in the Philippines one time off like one of those, I think it's like the Philippines version of Amazon, Lazada or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a GoPro and I had pay on arrival. And when it arrived, I paid.
1: Yeah, that was Which crazy. Which was crazy
0: because I had to pay the equivalent of, you know, what, whatever it was back then, like 400 US dollars. I bought a new GoPro and I had to give that in Filipino, what money does Philippines use?
1: Pesos,
0: right? Oh yeah, pesos. That's yeah. right. And it was such a weird concept. I was like, to my Filipino friend, I was like, is this right? Like, am I actually giving this guy the money? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. Is I, it,
1: was it the postman?
0: Yeah, it was a delivery person.
1: That is so crazy. Yeah, it was very bizarre. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. There you they go. They should do that with trash. Yeah. Sell I... the trash back.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anything we can do
1: to stop people from littering. Yes. Especially in, well, in your country, it's horrible. In another country, it's so rude.
0: Yes, it's very rude. At least you can be like, in your country, you can be like, I choose to litter and my tax is going to pay for it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that Mama June?
0: Yeah, it's Mama June. <laughs> My taxes go to I don't have to use no trash can. My taxes pay for it. Great
1: Mama June impression.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All righty. Okay. Main story. That is our main song. That's our main story
1: song. I love but it. But this is
0: a sad story. This is a sad
1: story. I'm glad that was cute and happy and funny because this is just... Sad. But I think it's a good story. I think it's interesting. Okay, so this story was suggested to me by Comron, who is our senior associate in charge or something at this point?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: He's a very important part of this operation Number one,
0: uh, well, main part, integral part of the fan club as well.
1: Very integral part of the fan club. So thank you, Comron, for suggesting this story to me and not Jules because then I get to tell it and Jules does Okay, and Uh, you get uh, to uh. tell
0: the sad story. So now
1: we know who his favorite is. Or maybe he's going to give you an even juicier story. Comron,
0: (gasps) keep him coming. Keep him coming. What the hell,
1: Comron? I thought we were friends.
0: I'll take the good stories. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, maybe he knew I could tell this with grace and eloquency
0: mm. I mean, you do have a habit of laughing during sad <laughs> moments Christine oh, has a no. nervous laughter I didn't even think about that we talked about this many times throughout the show Christine has a nervous laughter where she will just burst into laughter When something is very awkward and not supposed to be laughed at Funerals, so, well, all sorts of things Have you laughed at a funeral?
1: No, no, I actually haven't okay, that I'm actually an it. extremely loud crier that's also embarrassing. Okay. Just don't make noises at funeral. Yeah. Okay. So this story is called Nutty Putty Cave. Nutty Putty Cave. It sounds like a fun preschool book, okay. right? Doesn't it?
0: Can I be Can I be upbeat during this story? During the start you can be me? upbeat. Yeah. Okay.
1: We can be upbeat. Um, okay, so this story is about a guy, his name is John Jones. John Jones. John Jones, very straightforward name, like all American. He's 26. He's a med student in Virginia where he lives with his wife, Emily, and their one-year-old daughter, Lizzie.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: and his wife is also pregnant and their second child is due in June.
0: Okay, is he a USA fighter?
1: Uh, John I Jones? Not that I'm, I, no, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> is that a real person? <laughs> yes. Is that their birth name, or they chose that as their fighting name?
0: Uh, well, he's actually called Bones Jones.
1: Whoa, Bones Jones throws down the bones. John
0: Bones Jones.
1: John Bones Jones.
0: Hey, can I just say something really quickly? I just typed his name into YouTube to double check to see if it was his actual birth name. You mean Google, in but Google, okay. Google, yes. Google, YouTube, this same thing. This is
1: Jules' first time on the internet. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, tell me if you believe this is this to be true, and this is just completely derailed right now.
1: Great. I love it when you derail my story. Okay.
0: And, and this is for the voyagers. This is a serious question. I would love to know whether you agree with me. Every single time you think of somebody that you haven't thought of in a while and you type them into Google, I can guarantee you that there'll be some form of news story that was yes. written about them within the last day or two, yeah. at least week maximum. Okay. So I haven't thought about John Jones in ages. Obviously he's a prolific MMA fighter, UFC, but still he's been off the radar for ages. I just typed his name into Google, a story three one hour ago, three days ago, one day ago. So I'm just telling you, it's a phenomenon. You should try it. Anytime you think of somebody that you haven't thought of in ages, I guarantee you, if you Google their name, there'll be some form of news story that has been written about them within the last three to four days.
1: Also, it's interesting that he popped up, John Jones, because you think there'd be a million different famous people named John Jones.
0: Mm, he's pretty famous. Oh, he's definitely he? the most I've well, never heard of him. Wow. Well, okay.
1: Well, whatever. This is not about John Bone Jones. This is about <laughs> John Jones. He's got an H in his name. He's totally different.
0: Okay. So, wife's pregnant with the second child? Yes.
1: So, John is visiting his parents in Stansbury Park, Utah for Thanksgiving.
0: Okay. Is he Mormon?
1: Yes. Oh. Very. Extremely.
0: Okay. Is that a part of the story? Super
1: duper. It's a small part of the story.
0: Okay. Well, that is, um, I mean, I don't mean to characterize him, but if you're going to Utah, you're probably Mormon.
1: Yes. He's very Mormon. Okay. So this story takes place uh, 2009. 2009. I was graduating from college. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so old now. Okay. Well, we are not worry about that. (laughs) Pretty sure Um, you graduated
0: earlier, but anyway.
1: No, I graduated in 2009. Well, this is the Thanksgiving after I graduated. Okay. That's neither here nor there. It's not related to me, but I like to make it about myself. So, Uh carrying on. So, uh, it's November 24th, 2009. I think it's like the day before Thanksgiving or something. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. I don't know. But John and 10 of his friends and family go on an excursion to the Nutty Putty Cave.
0: Okay. Oh, so that's a real thing.
1: It's a real thing. It was named Nutty Putty because of like the clay was very soft. Okay. And malleable or whatever. So some dude who discovered it, you know okay. made the, the thing.
0: Here I was thinking that you'd actually come up with a creative oh, story name. No. So you're like, this is my story. It's called Nutty Cutty, Muddy. Putty ruddy. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Money buddies. Nut, Nutty putty cave. I was like, oh, she came up with a story name. And really, you just literally named your story after the name of the cave.
1: How many episodes have we been doing this and you still think I'm coming up with greater story names? I'm why I, do you have such high hopes for me?
0: Because I believe I believe you have more in you.
1: I don't. <laughs> you could have called like you called it like
0: the Nutty Professor Putty Cave or something. Or, oh uh, well there's no
1: professors in the story. Okay.
0: Well, hey. Do- I'll come up- Dr. Nutty Putty? I'll come up to- with one by the end of the story.
1: Okay, you tell me what you would have named it. Okay. Okay, so the Nutty Putty Cave has 1,400 chutes and tunnels. It's like chutes and ladders, but it's real life. Okay. So this is a super popular cave. This is not an off the beaten cave. I've never heard cave. of it. Okay, well, I don't know how many caves you've been in in Utah, but this is a very popular one. Okay. Actually, we probably have been. I have been in caves. Utah's awesome.
0: Utah is awesome. For
1: outdoorsy stuff. Yes, very yes, awesome. Yes, very cool. So at the peak of its popularity, there would be a line sometimes at the entrance of the cave to get okay. in. That's really, I've never seen a line to a cave.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess you can only have so many people in a cave.
1: That's true, but like it doesn't seem like caves would be that popular. But I guess yeah, so. Pretty really interesting. So this is John's first time in the cave. Um, he did like caving with his family when he was younger, but he's never been in this particular cave, and it was also the first time he'd been in a cave in years. Okay. So he's not like a super big. So he's, not caver. A ca- he's not what you call a caver. He's not really a caver. Not a caver. All right. So they go in around eight p.m. So they're night spelunking. Spelunking? Spunking? Splunk, spelunking? Yeah. Christine's making up words again. No, that's a real word. I'm I I'm pretty sure that means cave exploring. Yeah. Spelunking. Splunking. I think it comes...
0: Why are, calling... are you saying spelunking?
1: I'm pretty sure it's, it's the word is spelunking.
0: Isn't it just splunking? No,
1: I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was named spelunking because people go in like galoshes and they go spelunk, spelunk in the puddles in the cave. Right? She's
0: losing it, guys.
1: Okay, so losing it. Night Exploring in a Cave sounds like the beginning of a horror movie to me, but okay. Okay. It, like, what do you do that?
0: Yeah. Really? We've done. I've done dark cave exploring. Oh,
1: that's creepy. Mm -hmm, creepy. Okay, so they're exploring like the big chamber of the cave. It's called Big Slide. And then John and his brother Josh decide to break off from the group and find a small passage. It's called the Birth Canal. Mm. It's kind of like a, a famous part of the cave or whatever. It's very small.
0: Okay. Uh, also I feel like caving at night is kind of the same as caving in general. Cause as soon as you get inside deep enough in the cave, it gets dark anyway.
1: True. Good point. So Good there's probably point. no
0: difference caving in the dark.
1: I think that it's just a mental thing. And it's like, you know, there's no light at the end of the tunnel when you get out. That's true. There <laughs> and is also no... it just seems ripe for a horror movie okay. setting. Yep. Right. And have you ever seen The Descent? Oh my god, it's so scary. Oh my god, no, I haven't. You should watch it. It's very scary. Okay. Okay, so they're looking for the birth canal. <laughs> I feel like I
0: had a dream last night I was being birthed. Whoa. We I mean, that's very like
1: Freudian. We'll talk about that later. So John and his brother Josh are looking for the birth now with like a few other people, yep. they kind of split up and in, and in, into individuals. Okay, so John is wearing—I don't—it doesn't matter what he's wearing.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter what he's wearing. Well,
1: he's wearing a retro rainbow-colored headlamp, which I thought his dad bought them for like family trips when they were young. Okay, that was very is it, sweet.
0: Is it part of the story? No, <laughs> because it's, I love how you just like you still told that. it. I, I love just it. thought
1: it was a sweet detail. I love details, but okay, when you're doing things like that, this you got to be faster. You got
0: to be fast. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do less of the sentimental uh, details and this is probably all going to stay in the podcast anyway but it's just funny now we're how,
1: making it even longer. Yeah,
0: well, I know. And now we have to explain the fact that it's going to be longer and it's going to be in there. Okay, go
1: on. I just love the idea of a retro rainbow-colored headlamp. It's from, like, the 70s. It feels very okay. detailed. I love
0: how you already were just like, I'm not going to tell this. Oh, fine, I'll just tell it.
1: <laughs> okay. So, he, so John is like, they are they kind of all split up. So, John's looking for the birth canal. They're all looking. It's kind of like a race, you know, like, who can find the birth canal? Who
0: can be birth first?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that game? I love who can find yeah. the birth canal. It's okay great game. so he finds like a hole like a passage hole tunnel thing it's uh waist high so he like goes in i don't know 100 the logistics i'm not a big spelunker myself yes i have been in a cave or two but i'm not like right mm. in there with the spelunking yeah, so i don't yeah. know logistically exactly what this tunnel looks and like we're not
0: a caving podcast
1: we're not a caving podcast we're we're more this is this is more underground we're more above ground we're more above in ground. the sky yeah Okay, so he enters the tunnel head first. Okay. So he's sliding along his hips and stomach. I should, maybe I should have put a a warning if you're claustrophobic. Okay. You might not like this story.
0: I'm already starting to feel a little bit. Are
1: you claustrophobic? You're not claustrophobic. Mm,
0: But I don't like the idea. Uh, I'm a little bit. I don't well, like Nobody the idea. likes the
1: idea of getting yeah. stuck in a small space. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, well, I love
0: the idea of it. It
1: sounds so fun. <laughs> I got
0: Kevin just to go into the small spaces.
1: <laughs> I mean
0: a lot of people probably do actually. Yeah. Some people probably like it.
1: But if you have a serious uh, problem with claustrophobia, then I would not listen to this the rest of this.
0: Oh great. <laughs> Yeah, turn it off now <laughs> turn stop. around everybody, this is your last warning everybody stop listening to our podcast that's no, a great no. thing to tell people just the
1: one person who's really claustrophobic if you're mildly claustrophobic keep listening you'll be fine like my mom's mildly claustrophobic GG keep going okay Okay, so he is head first. If he's she's still sliding, listening to the podcast. She's still, she's very busy. She's sliding himself. She's sliding herself. <laughs> oh, sliding wow. herself. We're losing it over We're here, guys. We're getting going, messy here. Okay. Hey, John is sliding himself along his hips and stomach through this tunnel. Okay. And then he realizes that he has not is not able to find a spot big enough to turn around to exit. Okay. okay, so John is six foot tall and 200 pounds. Okay. That's like... You, it's almost, like me. Okay, it's like you. Okay, yeah. so you're a big guy. You're not yeah. like gigantic. You're like, you know... Yeah, six You're foot, not tiny. 210. So he can't turn around. On a good day. Well, there you go. Uh, did you say 6'10"?
0: Uh, no, six foot, 210. I said two five on a good day.
1: <laughs> okay. So he's like, well, I can't turn around. I just have to keep pressing forward. And he thinks this is a birth canal. I can get born through this canal. <gasps> push, push. So just to give you some reference, he's in a space that's about 10 inches across and 18 inches high.
0: I mean, my instincts would be that if I find a spot that I can't like get into or it's really tight, I would go back.
1: Right, well, he can't turn around, so it's but hard for him to he, go back. But can't he shimmy
0: himself back? Because he's shimmed himself in. Why can't he just shimmy himself back? Well,
1: he went down, so it's harder to go back up, backwards. Okay, first Okay.
0: okay. First of all, like, why would you ever throw yourself into a hole in a cave?
1: Well, because he thought it was the birth canal. <laughs> mm, okay.
0: okay, so
1: so for anybody who's a metrics people out there, that's 25 centimeters by 45 centimeters. Okay, it's right? tiny, yeah. It's very small. So at first he's thinking like, whoa, this is going to make a great like family story. You know, it's like kind of crazy that I'm stuck here. His father had been stuck like, you know, back in the 70s when he'd been spelunking. Just like dad, Just like dad, right? So to get, he's like, I have to just keep going because there's no way I can get back.
0: Definitely the right strategy. <laughs> so he Put yourself smaller into the hole.
1: Well, what he does is he exhales all the air in his chest and squeezes further. But mm. then he, when he inhales again... His chest puffs back out, and he's completely stuck.
0: Okay, I mean, I know it's a sad. It's going to end up in a sad story, but honestly, like that just seems like the dumbest thing that you could do if you're stuck in a hole to like just get yourself in even tighter.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, he probably thought he there was like something he could get through. You know, I mean, but why would you assume that? I don't know. I don't know what was going through his mind, but that's all I can say. I don't know either so okay so his brother josh finds him and he tries to like pull his calves but he can't budge and he's actually slipping even further into the passage at this point and his arms are pinned under his chest so he can't move at all whoa so yeah so josh is like oh shit well he probably doesn't say that because he's mormon yeah but he says oh done crud i'm gonna. i need to go get some rescuers so yes. they go and they call the cave team, the cave rescue team. The cave rescue team. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so the the cave rescue team comes and it, it, everything just takes a really long time for the rescuers, the equipment, everything to go down 400 a whole feet into the cave. It's a
0: whole process. It's a
1: whole process. It's like a it's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so by the time the first rescuer comes, he's been in there for three and a half hours. That
0: is a very long time.
1: That's such a long time. I would be freaking out. Yes. Okay, so he's 100 feet below the Earth's surface. Yes.
0: And who's the first rescuer?
1: The first rescuer, her, good, great question. Her name is Susie Matola. Yes, that's Shout okay. out. I feel like we should say her name because shout out to Susie. She, you know, okay. is a great rescuer. Yep. So it's like 12.30 AM at this point. Okay. Okay, so everybody wants to go to bed. Yep. So Susie crawls into the tunnel. She's only 5'3, so she's very small. Oh, she's she can and out. get she's, in. She can
0: get in, she can get out.
1: Right. And she also has ropes tied to her ankles so they can pull her back out. Yep. If anything. Also goes a smart tactic. Very smart. So apparently it took her 20 minutes before she actually saw John's shoes sticking out of the tunnel. So was
0: he just sliding further and further down? Yeah, I so think did so. He, so he went in head first, but so he obviously went in on an incline. Yes. So he went into something that was like sliding down.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: That seems like the dumbest idea. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It really does.
1: Yeah. But, you know, he he thought it was this particular thing that you can get through.
0: Mm. This particular
1: passage, the birth canal. Yeah. It was not the birth canal. Spoiler alert. Spoiler so, alert. It was the butthole. So he was pretty far in there. It took her 20 minutes. So the rescue teams are trying to figure out how to get him out. Yep. So in 2004, there were actually two previous rescues in this area of the Nutty Putty Cave. In the same spot. Same spot. Two teenage Boy Scouts. They got trapped within a week of each other. Isn't what, that crazy? In the same
0: hole that John's in?
1: Same hole. Is that the same area, but... They need to put
0: up a sign that says, this is not the birth canal.
1: Okay, well, they had actually... So they had rescued these two teenagers a week apart from each other, which I thought was very odd. They used like pulleys and ropes to get them out. But they actually, after that happened, they closed the cave. And it only reopened six months before John and his family entered the cave. Okay, bad timing. Isn't that crazy? Because that was five years before. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. So he almost didn't even get to go in this cave. Yes. Yeah. So worked out better for him. Yeah. So basically, time is running out for John. So he is yeah positioned at a downward angle, which means his heart is having to work really hard to pump blood to his brain right yeah because okay, normally yep, yep. like oxygen yep, yep so they're working really quickly they're trying to figure out what to do they're bringing in all this equipment from the entrance so they're bringing in drills and chisels anything to get him out
0: yep chip away at it
1: they're chipping away but it takes an hour and a half to drill through six inches of rock Ugh. okay so this is just taking way too long so you know, his wife is knows what's happening. She's at home with their daughter. They're freak, freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I can't wait in bed anymore. Like, I'm going to go to this cave.
0: I'm going to rescue him.
1: Well, not yeah. Um, so they're using, now they're making this like pulley system to get him out. So they have the, him set up with this pulley. They're pulling him out inch by inch. But when his feet hit part of the tunnel ceiling, so I guess it was like kind of an arc sort of thing, yeah. he's screaming in pain. And then they realize that because of the angle of the tunnel, they can't bend his body without breaking his legs.
0: I'm confused.
1: It's like a was well, like a bit of a yeah. archy sort of tunnel, and he can't go back. Like he can't go backwards from it. He can't push Seems himself like he's backwards, really put so himself they have to pull bed. him. He's got himself in a very tight He's spot. between a rock
0: and a bad place. It's
1: <laughs> 100%. That's the, name
0: of the title. that's the name of the story. Between yes. between a rock and a bad place.
1: Yes, that's hilarious. Okay, so they can't break his legs because that'll send him into a shock that could kill him.
0: Yeah. Because
1: he's he's been upside down for almost 12 hours now.
0: So he's like super upside down. He's, not he's just like,
1: like angled upside down, but pretty far upside okay, down. Okay, okay. So I don't know if you know much about being upside down. <laughs> For a long Christine, period of time.
0: Tell us. Tell us all.
1: But so fluids and toxins pool in your head and your lungs when you're upside down for that long.
0: Okay.
1: It's not good. Don't do it. Don't be a bat. Don't be Don't a vampire. Be,
0: it's not recommended. It's
1: highly recommended to be upright for long periods okay. of time. So at this point, John is kind of starting to lose touch a bit with reality. 12 hours... In yes. this cave Upside down Upside Christine. down You've, In yeah. the dark Wow Yeah okay So Susie has to leave <laughs> <laughs> Okay This has got places to be Alright
0: guys I just remembered I left a roast on In the oven And <laughs> yeah, I've got to get back on. It's Sunday And I've got to go to church
1: <laughs> Pretty much It was probably Thanksgiving By that point Oh so, yeah true No she, she got tagged Tagged out She got
0: tagged out. What's
1: it called when you... Tag teamed. So a new rescuer is named Ryan Shirts. He goes in to talk to John. With a shirt on. Okay, so so John at this point is like, help me get out. I don't want to be on my head. Yeah. And Ryan said, why are you on your head? And John says, why did you guys put me here? Oh, I know. It's pretty sad. So Ryan sits with them, keeps him company. They talk about family, being Mormon. Ryan like brings John a pouch of Gatorade and a tube so he can drink. He's okay. like rubbing his leg. So he got
0: down there with him. So
1: he's pretty far down, but not as far as John is. But
0: how does he rub his leg?
1: Um, he can actually. I guess he can touch him. So I guess surely that he close. can just
0: like pull him out. No,
1: he can't. They can't get the leverage. He's in such a tiny spot, and Ryan's like pretty far in there too. So he can't get the leverage. Break you know? his legs
0: and get him out.
1: I. I mean, yeah. I don't Fucking
0: know. Fucking earth. Break his legs. Get him out.
1: So at this point, the rescuers are like, John is losing hope, you know. Mm. So they decide to rig a set of radios and 400 feet of cable line. And Ryan feeds a radio, like stretches his arm as far as he can to get the radio to John. Okay. So John doesn't actually take the radio, but he get can speak into yeah, it. Yeah. And so Emily is on, his wife Emily is on the other side of the radio. Aww. And she's like, I love you. Just keep fighting. Uh,
0: I feel like I know where this story's going
1: okay so john starts crying and is like i love you tell lizzie i love her i'll get out and i'll come see you okay i mean yeah i can't even imagine let's get through some of this, this emotional the sad stuff, stuff? Yeah. okay you don't feel like feeling the feels uh,
0: it's a little bit depressing
1: Okay, so they finally finished the big pulley system they've been working on for hours. It's now 4 p.m. on the next day. So it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. I think it's Thanksgiving. So they get John tied to the rope, and eight people are tugging on the other end. Mm -hmm. And little by little, they alternate, and they're giving John time to rest, and they're pulling... And they do a big pull, big lift to get him out. Pop his legs off. But the stone arch that has been supporting the pulley shatters and the rope breaks. Uh. And not only does it send John sliding back into the hole and landing on his head, but a carabiner, a giant carabiner, lands on Ryan's face, the rescuer. He blacks out. There's blood everywhere. He's got a broken jaw. Whoa. And his tongue slices nearly in half. Damn. Yeah, so that pretty much went the opposite of what they were
0: hoping. <laughs> okay, so Ryan's in, in some trouble here.
1: Ryan is bleeding. He blacked out. He He's not doing so good. But he wakes up and he's like, oh, shit, my tongue is in half. This is not good. And my jaw is broken. So it's like, goodbye, Ryan. Goodbye, done Because <laughs> <laughs> you could use your
0: tongue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan's like, I got to go,
0: go. I got to go. Now he goes, I got to go.
1: I got to go. So that was pretty heartbreaking because they'd been working on that for hours. And that was like their Were big hope. Were they making hope. progress? They had made prog- some progress, yeah, pulling him out. But then I think all the progress was gone when he fell back down. Okay. Yeah. So they're trying to fix the pulley, trying to make it work. He's got another rescuer down there. But then they say that rescuer says John has started having really labored breathing and, you know, isn't going to last much longer.
0: So he's not looking too well.
1: He's not looking too good. So, yeah, so they have another rescuer down there with the radio so Emily can talk to John. Mm. They pray together, you know. So they do their thing. They do their thing. I think they're, like, singing hymns and stuff. Yeah.
0: Hymns. I guess it's... He's preparing for the next stage in life. Well,
1: she's telling him to rest so that he can have the energy to push. Because at the same time as they're doing the pulley system, he's, like, pushing with his hands to help as well. Yeah. So... they can't do it without him if you know what i mean yes yes so she's she at that moment she says that she's so sure he'll be able to get out if he just takes a moment to rest so she's like i love you please rest we can do this unfortunately john doesn't respond because he's already unconscious
0: okay so this is he's going he's going downhill here
1: so a paramedic so at this point he's unconscious they he can't help them push there's kind of nothing left to do and a paramedic crawls into the cave and pronounces him dead at 11:56 p.m. on November 25th.
0: Okay, so, so he was in there for over 24 hours. So and what they pronounce him dead just from being upside down?
1: Okay, so his wife is like well, how do you know he's dead because they can touch his leg, but they were saying they hadn't been able to find a pulse on his leg for hours, even while he was still speaking. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, how do you know that he's actually dead? Yeah. Because she's like, what if we all leave, all pack up and leave, and he wakes up? Isn't that terrifying? That is terrifying. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'd be able to leave. That is so scary. But they're like, okay, he's not responding. He's been upside down for over 24 hours. There's no way he could still be alive. So she basically has to force herself to get into John's family's car and leave her husband. And one of the saddest parts is they were never able to get his body out of the cave. Whoa. Yeah, because without him pushing, they couldn't get him out. Couldn't they just
0: go down there, wrap something around him and just like yank him out? I mean, if he's already dead, do you think it matters if he breaks his legs?
1: Well, they said that it would just put the rescuers in grave danger to try to do that mission. So Mm. it's not worth it. You know, unfortunately, okay. so they actually sealed the whole cave off with concrete at the main entrance with John inside. What the that the the whole Nutty Putty Cave is off limits. It's it's got really John inside of it, and the whole entrance has been sealed off.
0: It's quite the tomb.
1: Yes, huge. Right. I thought you
0: were going to say they sealed off the part that he tried to slide down in. Like
1: no, they sealed the whole thing off.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was a huge tourist attraction, and now it's closed forever. Yes. Yes. And he's in there.
1: And he's in there. Oh, Isn't that's that so crazy?
0: Weird. That's really morbid.
1: Yes, it's extremely morbid. And there's probably kids who like play outside that and th- like do seances and stuff. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> i just thinking, teenagers. I mean, teenagers, teenagers, not kids.
0: Well, that is a very sad story. And also, uh, so obviously, shout out to John's family. That is very sad. Yeah. Um, A good reminder that you should not stick your head into holes.
1: Yeah, don't stick your head into holes. And caving is
0: dangerous, man.
1: Caving is very dangerous. I think people... I, like, we've been there before. So, one of the reasons I wanted to tell the story, obviously, it's not as funny and fun as some of the stories we tell on this podcast. But that's the way travel is. Sometimes things go really, really wrong. Yes. And we've been in caves before, and you push your limits, and you slide into weird places, and, you know, you try to explore the unexplorable. And, you know, it, it can be dangerous. So, I think... It's a good warning for everybody to be really cautious and just don't take any unnecessary risks in those kind of situations.
0: Yes, I was in. It makes me think of when I was in a cave in Guatemala in the very famous spot called Chimuk Champagne. There are these underwater limestone kind of tunnel things, different levels. But there's also a cave that you can go in and you take a candle and you go and walk through. It's very, very like. I don't know, bootleg. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of like, I think the kid who took us on the tour through that cave was probably about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. He's like, come this way, come this way. And we got to this spot where you can swim and then you can go down and you can like push yourself through a hole and you can sort of like slide like a kind of like an L bend and slide up and pop up through this hole. But you go underwater and push so yourself dangerous. through a hole. And I just remember thinking, I did it, but. I was of like, you did. Well, because I saw other people do it first. And they were like – one of the guys was like kind of bigger. So I was like, all right, I can get through there. But what – I mean, I could have got stuck underwater in a cave. Like,
1: Oh, ugh. my God. How now terrifying. I, now
0: I think back onto me doing that and it makes me – kind of makes me shiver. Like, and now I'm like, oh, I wouldn't do that.
1: Right? It's funny as you get older, you kind of look back on the things you did when you were traveling when you were younger. And you're like, oh, wow, I was really dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this thing was a tight fit. Like It's like you sort of pushed yourself through this whole underwater and then went –
1: and, and there's absolutely up. no regulation. Like, who knows? I what... mean, there's a
0: the tour guide is a kid, a twelve year old kid with a candle.
1: Right. Exactly. He's like,
0: now we now we put the candles out, so we're all in the dark, and we're like, okay. <laughs> I
1: did that. I don't remember that part of it, but I definitely did that tour. It yeah. was really fun.
0: It was very fun.
1: But it was very much like, you know, jump in the water in this spot, but make sure it's in this spot in this case. Like it was just like really random, and it was really fun. It was like one of my most favorite experiences: oh, yeah. backpacking Central America. But I think that's kind of the fun of travel is like pushing yourself and doing those things that are kind of scary. Yes. But they can go really wrong. So it's hard to do that risk assessment, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. Whew. Getting all shivers thinking yeah, about Yeah, and it. you
1: never know who's listening to our podcast who's going to go caving and then think twice. that We could have saved a life today. Yes. So or at don't, least a broken arm or something. Don't try
0: and birth yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and on that note, guys, I think we're going to – We're going to sign off.
1: We're going to sign off. (laughs) We're going to sign off. Yeah, so thank you for bearing with us for this sad story. No, it's a good story. But but it's important to tell those.
0: It is. And we want to say that if you are enjoying the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, on a different note, just completely, there's no smooth segue at all. We're just cutting ties and just a bit of shameless self-promotion. Not So Bon Voyage. Share it with your friends. Rate, review, subscribe. You know the deal. You've got to keep it going. We have to keep the momentum of this voyage going because we're starting to slow down a little bit.
1: Otherwise, we're going to stop making the podcast, you guys. If
0: you don't share it, we're going to stop making the podcast, okay?
1: So please share and We're going to
0: turn this car around. We're going to turn this voyage around, and we'll nobody gets to go on holidays. So share the podcast. If you're at this point, share it. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your Instagram. Do us a solid as we do you a solid every week. Just saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, guys, stay away from caves, and remember to stay safe on the road.
1: And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Bye, bitches. Bye.